This year, Kind Snacks is inviting you to leave behind the diet and wellness fads that are no longer serving you. Instead, grab a Kind Bar, a nutritious and delicious way to eat more of the real, whole, recommended foods that we're not eating enough of, like nuts and whole grains. And all Kind Nut Bars lead with first-ingredient, nutrient-dense whole nuts, and they're gluten-free. Get great flavors everyone will love, including caramel almond and sea salt and peanut butter dark chocolate. Shut out the noise. Trust your taste buds and shop Kind Bars at Amazon today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to Really Know Really with Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden, who remind you that if you subscribe to our show, we could be the Mr. Beast of podcasts. And if you're asking who is Mr. Beast, well, we're here to tell you he is the number one person on YouTube, who's followed by over 400 million people. Today, you'll learn how he's mastered clickbait, cracked the YouTube algorithm, created a Hollywood-style studio system, sent millions of dollars to charity, and even created food products and a fast food chain all at the tender age of 25. Really? No really. We'll find out who this dynamo is and what makes him tick from Rolling Stone's senior writer E.J. Dixon, who embedded herself with Mr. Beast in his compound in Greenville, North Carolina, to get some answers. Now here's Jason and Peter. Mr. Beast, you forgive me, because I know he's a big, big star. Until you said, hey, we're going to do a show about Mr. Beast, I went, you know what's great? What? May I break <laughs> the wall if there is a wall, by the way? Sometimes putting the show together is a, a bit of a challenge, because <laughs> you're busy doing what you do, and the world is spinning over there, and you don't necessarily kind of check in on certain stuff. So I said to the, the folks who do the show with me, we're going to talk to someone who embedded themselves with Mr. Beast. And it's going to be fascinating because Mr. Beast is by far the biggest YouTuber in history by hundreds of millions. Yeah. He's a fascinating character. And I said, Jason is going to have no idea who Mr. Beast is. You're absolutely right. And there you are. I was 100% <laughs> You're absolutely right. In fact, now here's what's interesting. He's the number one YouTuber. When I go to my homepage at YouTube, shouldn't something that refers okay, so to you know Mr. Okay. Beast come up? So you, YouTube, American Online video sharing and social media platform we know owned by Google. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was formed by the guys who started PayPal. But there were two stories well, we that heard. I didn't know. Yeah. YouTube two, was a PayPal offshoot? These guys, three former employees of PayPal. Really? No started way. it. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. They collectively watch more than one billion hours of videos every day on YouTube. Okay. So what I didn't realize, because we had heard the story that YouTube was launched based on this dating service where they wanted to share info about women, like like 
I thought that was Facebook. Like Facebook. Well, I guess, I guess when you get 20-year-old guys together who know tech, that's usually where they go. <laughs> but one of the guys said it was actually the Super Bowl halftime commercial where Janet Jackson's breast was briefly exposed. Yeah. People wanted to see that. How do you get that out? So that motivated them to do this. Oh, Jesus. Cut to selling. We are. The humanity. I have no hope for humanity. Right? One of the biggest pieces of technology started because America went, you miss Janet Jackson's breast? Really? YouTube has over 122 million active users daily. One billion hours of content is watched across the world every day. One billion hours worth of content. I'm, I'm actually surprised to hear that it's that YouTube only has 122 million subscribers. Active users? That's half of the, 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 the population United of the United States. Yeah, but I'm thinking YouTube is global, isn't it? It is global, but it's still a lot of people. 122 million yeah. users. Now, the top five... Because I know... Like, I know younger people who, they don't own a TV, they don't have cable, they don't have streaming. They Eventually, everything goes to YouTube, and that's where they watch. My son, who's 27, same age as your yeah. kid, 28, um, only watches stuff from YouTube. He doesn't mm -hmm. watch whole shows. If a show is on the Grand, he'll never watch a whole show. Right. He watches pieces of yeah. shows on YouTube. I have seen every fight moment from Equalizer 3. <laughs> on, <laughs> I've never seen the movie. But you saw I have no the idea what the moment. movie is. I got all the best moments. The number five. A show on YouTube is a Kids Diana show, a YouTube channel run by Eva Diana, a 10-year-old German-Canadian girl. They explore new things, take on challenges, and share what they learn. That's number five. Really? No, really? Why really, are no, we really. working so hard? Why? Uh, Sony Television Entertainment in India is number four. Coco Melon has 171 million subscribers. Coco Melon. What's Coco Melon? It's, uh, it's owned by a company in Britain called Moonbug Entertainment. Uh, it's that they make learning fun. They have songs and videos up. Oh, it's like a, it's like a Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, okay, a, a kid's yeah, yeah, thing, which Coco makes sense. Melon, sure, yeah. And number two, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast. We're interviewing about the number two? Well, he's the number, he's the first in, individual. Oh, no, the you're number hedging. one, the number you're one. Because no, because the number one's an Indian YouTube channel. It's, it's, it's a series of stuff. It's not a person. He's the biggest person, person. on YouTube. And Mr. Beast currently has... 236 million subscribers if you add all his channels together. So he has more subscribers than people who are using YouTube, is what you're saying. 122 active users of YouTube. He has more subscribers. He, he has doubled it. He has He's doubled it. And if you add all his channels. I don't understand. That's a mathematical equation. You'll ask our guest. So there are five apples. You have 10. How, do you, how, how is that even? You put that out on SAT, people's heads explode. The math doesn't add up. His YouTube channel is over two. lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. I know the answer to it. Go ahead, David. Oh, David, David go ahead. Here he is. Sorry, I was going to wait for this to. Uh, no, to, just uh, tell us. Tell us. Don't David. be sorry. P Peter is correct. YouTube sees approximately 122 million users per day. Per day. But if you look at monthly active users, it's 2.7 billion around Thanks. the world. David, thank you for clarifying that. So what I've learned is Peter introduced no, it I was badly. I was you introduced it badly. For you somebody, gave a false impression. For somebody with limited, really? for somebody no, with really? limited intelligence who barely got through college. Okay, so we reached out because we couldn't get, but Jason's so funny. He goes, we got Mr. Beast. I said, I said, no. Mr. Beast is doing our show? I actually said, don't be an idiot. <laughs> you did. You said, don't be an idiot. <laughs> idiot. Um, he's not. He's not. Even if he's the biggest Seinfeld fan in the world, right, yeah. he's not coming. Yeah. There's, uh, but but we have a, a, a EJ. I want to get this name right because I get every name wrong. EJ Dixon. It's EJ Dixon. What is it? It's not. 
This is remedial spelling. E J. You didn't even have to read three names. In the E and a J. In a Dixon. Anyway, EJ is a writer with Rolling Stone. She's written a lot of other articles for a lot of other publications about tech, et cetera. She got to spend time with Mr. Beast. And we, we wanted to find out what it takes. Everybody wants to be an influencer. Everybody wants that to be the thing. The gig economy, you know, that's about that. Sure. What does it take to be Mr. Beast? And I got a sense, a bit of a sense of it. I know you do too. Let's find out right now. EJ Dixon. You spend time with him. First off, how do you get access? And is he insulated? Do you have to like get through the layers to get to him? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much like, um, first of all, I just I just want to say this is like watching an old Jewish couple, like married couple. Together. By the way, I'm, I give us a second. I'm kind of, oh, a second. Oh, my it's God. It's very Hamish. I'm enjoying it Oh, my it a lot. gosh. Oh, you just, my you just, gosh. You, and this is going to wow. take our numbers right through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty much. So he was the he was the cover of our first creators issue, um, which is an issue that we do every year um, that's specifically focused on like digital creators um and at that point he uh it was pretty much like reaching out to you know any other celebrity that we put on the cover you know he works with like a big pr firm i think he works with this i think he still works with the same guy who represented jimmy kimmel um which sort of is is a testament to just how big he is i mean there was there was a point like in the history of the digital creator space when youtubers were sort of ghettoized or marginalized and they were considered you know like different or other than like mainstream entertainers but this guy you know has tremendous amount of like mainstream industry backing behind him at this point does that include like does he have uh, an agent or a man uh, clearly he must have somebody representing him legally but does he have an agent and a manager creating opportunities for him or oh yeah he's got he's got a huge team behind him when i spoke to like one of his managers um he basically compared it to like the studio system that he's built in in greenville north carolina where he's from he compared it to like tyler perry in atlanta like it truly is like a giant sprawling studio system where he's like one of the main income drivers for for the town (laughs) is he sponsoring other influencers or other youtubers as well are they is he sort of generating his own little herd of studio talent uh, in this space? Kind of, yeah. It is It is kind of like an old school Hollywood studio system in that way. Because I, I mean, when he, this is how all YouTube creators, you know, get big. Um, you know, if they're doing it, they're just like fooling around with a bunch of friends, you know, asking them to be in their videos. But these guys who are his friends, like not only do they live next door to him, like he's bought houses for them and they all live in this, you know, little cul-de-sac. But they've got like millions of subscribers each. These people have really built brands for themselves based on their proximity to Mr. Beast. Are his protégés all doing some variation of exactly what he's doing? These sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, stunt-oriented kind of videos? Or are they doing something completely different and unique? They're definitely not all doing something completely different and unique. Um, I, I would say... You know, there are budgetary restraints with their channels that right. like, Mr. Beast, you know, does that, you know, obviously doesn't have, which we can talk about. Um, but the, I would say they're they're like pretty standard bloggers. You know, they do a lot of like slice of life stuff, um, a couple, you know, some stunts. Uh, but it's definitely not to the degree that uh, of Mr. Beast's main channel. So take us through your visit to his place. If, if people hadn't read the article, it sounded pretty intense. Yeah, it was intense. I spent um, probably two or three days with him. Um, it was it was they gave us a pretty unprecedented amount of access for the story, which was really nice. Um, I got to see his house. I got to meet his mom. I got to see, um, you know, the studio where he produces content. And like I wrote about in the lead of the story, 
I got to see um, the warehouse. Uh, it's like a prop warehouse uh, that his uh, stepfather manages. And um, and I got to see a million dollars just like lying in a tank. In ones, yes. right? In one dollar bills. Yes. And I say it's a prop warehouse because, I mean, I, I, they tr that's truly how they like use money in the videos. Like they use money as a prop. Right. It was pretty staggering to me. So it, it, how much time did you have with him? not just the family or walking around meeting other people. How much time did he actually give you FaceTime? A lot, actually, a lot. Uh, I More so than I would say other people that I've profiled. You know, we like went to lunch at a Mexican restaurant. We rode around in his Tesla, talked about life. You know, he was he was very generous with his time. And your sense of him as a person, does he have a great sense of humor? Does he really, because he does philanthropy, does he really care? I just, a profile of who you got when you kind of peel away the layers, what's going on underneath? Have you got a sense of that? You know, I was there to do my job. You know, I was and I was there to, you know, perform a service. And I was asking him, you know, quest intrusive questions about his life and his brand and asking him to sort of consider like various ethical questions that he probably did not want to consider. And we should, also, we should also point out that he's a very successful young man, but he's like 20, he's 25, 25 right? years old. So, you know, it's not like he has moved through the earth and and he exactly. is a man of the yeah. world. Although, although and, he's know. figured a lot of stuff out. Yes, he has. No, I mean, would you call him a savant, EJ? I absolutely would. I absolutely would. And that was that. my first impression of him was definitely that. Like, I think the first thing he said to me, which I wrote about in the piece was, so are you going to start asking me questions now? Right. Like he he is not and he would be the first to say this. Like he is he did not he is not a socially adept individual like his. There, there are a lot of people you meet like in the YouTube space who really love like, you know, the schmoozing aspect of it and, you know, getting to know people. He's not like that. What he loves and what he gets up out of bed every day in the morning to do, he loves YouTube. You know, like he loves he could talk for hours about like the YouTube algorithm and how to game it and like various, you know, thumbnails and AP testing them. Yeah, it was it was wild. When I hear the, the YouTube algorithm. I go, what are we talking about? I, the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> and so now, when we say he gets up and he studies the algorithm, I go, what is he? Cra this is not Alan Turing. This is not the Enigma code. What is so hard about it? Kind it kind of is, though. Like, go ahead. Why? Why? Is. Please inform me. Because, and, and I should say, like, I'm not a tech writer and like, like I'm, I'm a culture writer I who sort of like focuses on the convergence gotcha. of like culture and tech. So I don't have like a ton of insight into like the mechanics of the algorithm and and frankly like youtube and other platforms aren't super transparent about them either but um i mean it's a really tough thing to game like getting youtube views it's especially considering how saturated the space is sure. and how everybody's just kind of trying to do the same thing and when he started out he was doing a lot of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing if it would stick too i mean he was doing a lot of like uh, gamer walk like gaming walkthroughs and he was doing a lot of videos like trying to estimate how much money various youtubers make make yeah and that and that stuff wasn't really like sticking for him and then he realized that um it was the stunts you know the attention grabbing stunts i think the first big video for him was him counting to like hundred thousand yeah. ridiculous yeah. yeah ridiculous like that that's that's what he realized you know really worked out for him and basically i mean i would say he's basically done a variation of that um, with a more philanthropic bent. We should say, yes. So we should say to people who don't know Mr. Beast, a lot of his stuff is philanthropic now. He, yes. He, he, he got cataract surgery for a thousand people. He's bought yes, he shoes did, yeah. for people in Africa. He does all of these stunts. 
that involve, and, and I wrote down the various names that has been called charity as spectacle, inspiration porn, um, stunt uh, philanthropy. Inspiration he gets, porn. Yeah, because he gets pushed back. Well, again, you're that big, you're going to get pushed back no matter what you're doing. The, the, um, the interesting thing is he defends that. Is that pure for him or is it about the getting the numbers again? I'll give out money to somebody and help cure, cure somebody as long as I'm going to get the numbers. You know, that was basically my, uh, the, my guiding question when I went out there. Like how much of this is, you know, like is just purely for the purposes of getting clicks, of getting views and how much of this is truly driven by altruism. That was what I was most interested in. And I was also interested in sort of the ethical question of, well, does it matter? You know, like if he's actually doing good, if right. he's actually, and he does, he undoubtedly, I mean, he's planted more than 20 million trees. He's, um, you know, donated 30 million plus dollars to cleaning up the seas. He's fed countless people. I got to see his pantry in Greenville. Um, I mean, he, he undoubtedly like does good, but there's also this question of like, well, does it matter? if the intention is essentially to just like maximize eyeballs on your product. And that's a question that I was really interested in talking about with him. It was not, I think, a question that he was really eager to engage with. So how did he, so how did, did he, he answer it at all? Right. Did, did you get a sense of what oh, his yeah, answer was? Yeah, be? we talked, we talked about it a lot. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. 
He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So how did he? So how did, did he, he answer it at all? Right. Did, did you get a sense of what oh, his yeah. answer was? Yeah, yeah. We talked. We talked about it a lot. We talked about it a lot. Um, I I think that he is of the opinion that the motivation doesn't matter as long as you're actually doing good. And I think he also feels that he gets a lot of uh, unmerited criticism in this regard because the net effect is positive and you know not really debatably positive it's, right. it's just like objectively positive so mm-hmm. i think he I, I think he got a little annoyed <laughs> uh, by those questions and um i think that he feels that intent is really immaterial everything you read now is basically clickbait because all these publications are trying to save their ass by putting out articles that you will read this guy now is in this cycle of always having to up it and up it and up it, right? How does, does, does that bother? How do you do that? How do you do that if you're him, where you always have to beat the last thing and it may not work and it may start, you know, going the other way? I, I don't think that he is, I did not get the sense that he's a guy who's particularly play, plagued by self-doubt. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe that, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is, but, um, that's certainly, uh, I think that what gets him up in the morning is not so much, you know, is this going to be the day that I'm canceled or is this going to be the day that, you know, the YouTube wakes up and decides to change its algorithm and completely screws me. I think he wakes up figuring out like, how do I up the ante? How, how do I make this bigger? How do I make this better? I think he's, he's actually, he talked a lot about this. He talked. He's he's pretty he was working with a life coach and he's pretty obsessed with like the idea of a self optimization. Um, and he actually had <laughs> when I visited his studio, he had a portrait of Elon Musk dressed as Napoleon Bonaparte in his office. And I was like, oh, that's like really telling in terms of this guy's priorities. Um, I think he is um, a guy who grew up in the age of self-optimization of startups of, you know, constantly remaking yourself, refashioning yourself in the image of, of who you want to be. Is, is, is your takeaway that this is a, this is a good guy or is he just a, a smart kid? Is he a, is he a Barnum? I mean, do you sit there and go, I think he does what he does because he's essentially a, a good person who's just trying to do something to entertain and make the world better. Or is he like a really savvy guy who goes, Oh, I know how to make myself a success. It, and I wouldn't begrudge him if he was, because, again, as you say, if the net is positive, uh, I'm not terribly concerned about the, yeah. the motivation. But in that Barnum sense of going, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do these things. I know what it's going to do. It's going to make me a star. I mean, do you do you have any take on who the real guy is in that respect? I'm going to give you a really frustrating answer. I think okay. it's a really good question. And I'm going to give you a really frustrating answer. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, from my own personal perspective, uh, do I think that he's doing a ton of good in the short term and his motivation doesn't really matter? Absolutely. Do I think that the ecosystem that he's helping to create 
and contribute to is going to be helpful to humanity in the long term? Probably not. But I could say that of a lot of YouTubers, you know, it's it's I don't think he's, you know, singularly guilty of that, of of contributing to this environment where more is more. And, you know, right. let's let's reward, uh, you know, altruism with clicks and eyeballs like. But um, yeah, do so. So I don't know if I can speak to his yeah. intent so much as I can speak to his impact. So why yeah. is he why? It seems to me he's got more resources because he's got more money. But why is what he's doing breaking through in a way that other people doing similar versions of the same thing are not? What's the magic? What's the magic that he's got? I mean, there's a lot of people out there doing stunts. And again, if, we, if we may say, so for people, again, who don't know, he's done stuff, like I said, the, the charitable stuff. But he also dug a giant hole, bought a train. And drove the train into the giant hole, yeah. which has nothing to do with philanthropy. It's and, just, I, and I saw the one where he uh, tried to live in uh, in isolation for seven days in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, a chamber. You know, and, and then he put himself a, going nuts. A Lamborghini and, in the world's largest shredder. Yeah, buried alive. So yeah. it's, it's I mean, like, so he's got he's got bigger mm. versions of stuff that other people are trying to do. Why is there is there something about him that you think just fascinates us in a way that other YouTubers no, I don't. Is, he the, is he the star? Yeah. Is he the star of the channel? I don't think that he's the star of the channel. Um, I think that the success of his channel is predicated on a number of things, uh, some of which are more quantifiable than others. Like, I think he really learned how to use, how to game the YouTube algorithm. I think, um, you know, setting his headquarters in an inexpensive, you know, southeastern town and really like building a brand there and really using because he like he goes into stores like local stores and he um and everybody knows who he is everybody i talked to so many people in the town who are like just waiting for the day that he's gonna come and like tip them you know ten thousand dollars for a video like <laughs> using his hometown as like a resource for content i think that was a brilliant move on his part so i think there are some quantifiable factors that have contributed to his enormous success but i do i think that it's him as a brand, like as a charismatic front person that is so appealing to people. N no, not really. And like, I, I don't, I think he would probably say the same. I, I think he considers himself rather unremarkable, except in terms of his, um, you know, mental acuity in terms of uh, the digital space. It's really interesting that these two guys were interviewing him. Um, they have their own show, I guess they're in uh, Colin and uh, Samir. You know, yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah. And the one thing they asked him that, that caught me was they said because he's launched this uh, Feastable, this chocolate company yeah. that, that has all these different chocolate bars. They said that's going really well. Do you see yourself as just a distribution company for your chocolate? And he laughed and went, "Well, kinda," which which <laughs> took me to wow. He's got four hundred million people. He launches a food. He can feed it to that that audience continuously oh, and yeah, grow yeah, this yeah. and make it a thing. I think that's his goal with everything he does, with absolutely everything he does. And I think it ta he takes it very personally when it doesn't work out that way. I This happened after I interviewed him, but um, he's actually in a litigation with Mr. Beast, the distribution company that he partnered with, with Mr. Beast Burger, um, which was his fast food chain. And it expanded to like 300 locations like across the country, just like huge explosive growth. And he started tweeting about how, like, he had severed their relationship with them because they had focused on growth over quality. And actually, I do remember this. This wasn't in the article, but I, I do remember 
um, I had tried a Mr. Beast burger prior to going out there. And he was like, genuinely curious as to what my experience was. And I was like, you know, it wasn't a great experience. Like it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great burger. And he was, he really took it to heart. And I think that's really like his approach to everything, like to all of his revenue streams, because he has a ton of revenue streams. I think he's a perfectionist. He, he just wants everything to be the biggest and the best. Like, I think he wants to be Oprah, basically. Like, I don't think he would say I wants to be Oprah. I think he would say he wants to be Elon, but, but I think he wants to be. Well, Oprah. And also to that point, it's funny that, that, Mr. Beast had posted, and I wrote it down, at one of his charity things, subscribe if you don't hate charity, is, is one of the messages there. Like, in other words, I'm guilting you. Right, sure. Which, is, yeah. which I guess he figured out through, he calls it 10,000 days instead of 10,000 hours, 10,000 days of figuring out this algorithm. And I noticed that it was not that he was cocky about it, but they asked him, could you, could you think you could show somebody else how to increase their, their um, appeal? And he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could show somebody how to get a couple million downloads immediately because I know what the formulas are and I mentor people and do that. But he said it so assuredly that he yeah. figured out the system so easily at by this point that he knows what well, works yeah, and what why, doesn't. Why shouldn't he be cocky? He yeah, it's pretty, he started doing it at 14. It, it is amazing. And to me, and I don't know because you're of a different generation, I watched a lot of Mr. B stuff and I know I'm not the demographic. But you watch a train go into a hole and you don't feel, there's nothing that you feel, you don't, there's no takeaway. There's no, you come away from that and you go, I learned something. I felt something. I'm passionate about something. It's just watching an accident, watching stunts, watching whatever. And that to me is kind of fascinating that people spend that kind of time being attracted to watching that and seeing what he's going to well, do. Peter, but uh, listen, he's brilliant. Again, I go back to that. What code did he crack? Do you know the big, one of the biggest things on, on YouTube is fail army. People screwing things up in their lives and go, oh, I'm sending that to fail army. And every week, fails of the but week. But that at least makes and me feel better about like myself. And I'm schmuck sit there and go, <laughs> wow. And I'm laughing and I'm, I'm like, ooh, ah, I'm having my experience. There's nothing in know, it but that is redeeming. It, it, There's nothing that is, as you say, left on the But you stage. feel better about yourself. No, I don't. <laughs> I just, in fact, I feel worse about myself for going, why do I enjoy this? Why does this make me giggle? Do you get a sense of that? Do you get a sense of that, though, that, that when you watch them, do you come away going, got to see the next thing, got to see the next thing? No, but I'm not the target audience either. Who's the target audience? Yeah. Chill, kids. He his he has a huge um, a huge percentage of his demographic is kids. Uh, when you say kids, like, what age? Like probably eight. I mean, this is not you know he didn't cite this to me, but so don't like. You yeah, know, we won't hold, quote you. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't don't ask legal about about this. Um, but uh, yeah, something like kids eight to twelve or something. Wait, I don't know, wait, 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 wait. They're supposed to be yeah. on TikTok. Don't they get that memo? TikTok <laughs> is for that demographic. Don't they know what demographic where they're supposed to be going? If you meet, if you meet a kid eight to fourteen years old, I guarantee you they will know who Mr. Beast is. Well, we I, are trying yeah. to appeal to the wrong demographic. We need to talk to eight year. We, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. How you do a show for an eight year old? Mm -hmm. We we do uh, that, Mr. Rogers. We become Mr. Rogers. Or. You put on a clown outfit. I don't know if you're going to go for that, but I think that the kids like clown. By the way, what, what other, if you, maybe you don't know this, what other thing appeals to that same demographic that would be, we, we would be shocked about? <laughs> That's so funny that you asked this because literally while you guys were talking, I was thinking, do these guys know about Skibbity Toilet? Like, should I explain? I'm sorry, Skibbity, Skibbity Toilet? Skibbity? Toilet? Yeah. <laughs> what? Skibbity? Yeah. Say what? <laughs> 
happy to explain Skibbity Toilet. Let's hear it. Um, Skibbity? Skibbity? Skibbity Toilet, yep, is also a hugely popular YouTube thing. I think some Russian guy, like some 19-year-old Russian guy made it up. It's essentially um, a series of very short clips that tell the story of a war between um, robots and humanoid toilets. How many, how many um, hundreds. regular? Hundreds of Hundreds, men. hundreds of videos, yeah. Uh, how, how many, many subscribers? subscribers would you say? Here we go. I, no, I don't know off the top of my head for that one guy. Googleheim, Googleheim, look up. How do you spell skibbity? Skibbity. <laughs> All I know is my head is about to spin around like Linda Blair. All I know is we're putting a toilet in the studio. That's what I know. You guys should watch them. You guys, you guys should really watch should them. Thank you for that. Should and we thank really? you for that. Thank you for Really, watching. should we? <laughs> really, no, should really. We add to, the numbers, to the numbers that are being logged on skibbity toilet. Larry, from now on, Jason shares a toilet. Oh I just will figure God. it out from there. Oh, my God. Well, thank God. you. Thank you. Not, By the I way, forgive Mr. This world. Forget Mr. Beast. You just, earned, <laughs> you, just, you just earned it with skibbity, skibbity toilet. toilet. Wow. Oh my I mean, God. I gotta say, I'm very proud of myself for having introduced Skibbity Toilet to an original cast member of Merrily We Roll Along. There, bingo. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you very much for that. Can I, my, the, the theater kid in me is like freaking out oh, about that. Oh, that is so I'm, I'm actually very flattered by that. Thank you for coming on. And by the way, this might be fun. Um, I, I texted you both uh, a picture of the Skibbity Toilet if oh, you want to see got that it, before, she, before she leaves. And my kids love Skibbity Toilet, by the way. Really? I, I oh gotta watch god. it. Oh, there it is. Oh my god. Yeah, it's oh my god. It's frightening. Send us a you guys picture. are gonna be really depressed. Oh, by I am this. now I'm so depressed. I'm scared. I'm seeing a head come out of the toilet. I'm never, I'm never using a toilet. Wow. <laughs> wow. I used to be worried that a rat would crawl wow. up. That would and be a heaven. Thank you. Bye, DJ. Thank Skib you. This is worth it for Skibbity Toilet. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. This was so fun. You guys have like the best dynamic I've ever seen from podcasters. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
Peter, every day I called you, you're always outside with your dog, Dexter, pooping. Yeah, Jason, Dexter does great poops every day. He's 18, and it's because he eats nothing but Lucy Pet Food, because it's a quality food with amazing ingredients. And you know what? You should know that the person responsible for creating Lucy Pet Food is Joey Herrick, who years ago created an iconic pet food that changed the entire industry. And now he's done it again because he couldn't find a food that he trusted to feed his beloved rescue, Lucy. So he's created this amazing food that has 42 essential nutrients in every single bite. It's made in his own kitchens right here in the U.S., and it's tested three separate times so your dog only eats the finest. If you're concerned about your dog's energy, their coat, their gut health, and wonderful poops, take a minute to check out the amazing things Joey Herrick has done, and then check out the food he created for his own rescue, Lucy. The whole dog journal named Lucy the best limited ingredient dog food, and it's available at Chewy, Amazon, and for 25% off, go to lucypetfood.com and enter really 25. Well, I'm, now, I'm now looking because our producer, David Guggelheim, sent me a, 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 sent us a picture of what Skibbity Toilet toy is. This is a man who looks like a serial child killer coming up through, coming a, toilet. Up through a toilet. I used to be scared when we heard about the rat guy with the rats coming up. Now I would welcome a rat in my toilet. You know what's scary the, for me? Because I know how I function. Wow. I'll be watching hours of this tonight. I'll be going down. That, Are you going to go watch it tonight? That rabbit hole or the toilet hole, whatever that is. Yes, <laughs> I am. Because I, I have to know about I, I like God. when, don't you like when you find out about something that you knew nothing about culturally that exists and billions of people know? No, about? it actually scares me. It okay. scares me on two levels. One, it scares me that there's something that's big and out there. And I, that I don't know. Oof. It feels like I'm. It feels like I'm being left out again at school and camp. By the that's way, number one. And then when I find out what it is they're excited about, I go, I I can't live on this planet anymore. Before we do, David and David, thank you. Here we go to find out additional information. I just think you know, we should piggyback off of Mr. Beast's success and do something like call ourselves Mr. Beast Lee. I know it sounds like a butler from a 1960s. Well, here's, here's why we. Here's what we need to factor in. His. His stunts now are like million dollar stunts. We don't have access to that kind of coin because I'm certainly no, not. No, so invested. I got the hook. I got the hook. Yeah, right. So we recreate his stunts. Yeah. But our hook. Yeah. Is watch us create the stunts for under a hundred bucks. I like. For, Isn't that right? That's a good premise. People may watch and that. And we can be Mr. Least. Me. Mr. Least. <laughs> Mr. Least. We do. We spend no money. The least amount of money. We will take possible. on. We will do Squid We're Games. Mr. Least. Squid Games. Yes. No problem. Hundred bucks. Right. Right. Get exactly. four hundred people to do Squid Games for under hundred bucks. Yeah. David, will you start working on it? So we cater. We cater with <laughs> yeah. Subway. Well, that eats That's up an a eighty dollars. You know, six we foot got long. Twenty bucks. We cut it really thin. <laughs> thin slices. We're oh going to give you a house. It's a house that's been yeah, flooded. Yeah, if I'm Mr. Least, who are you on the show? <laughs> I don't know. Who should I be? Do my sidekick, Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill. <laughs> and we can get dollar stores. To there. I think, doesn't that sound like a we good We get hook? Subway and 99 cent stores to sponsor oh, the we show. Get, we get huge numbers, We are man. huge. We're huge. We get our kids to start yeah. digging the hole in your backyard. Yeah, here's our first in. stunt. <laughs> Take your underwear off over your head. Okay, let's see. Let's see. 465 people do that. Either the winner that, gets hundred dollars. Take you, your underwear off over your head. Here's another thing: we could be the guys that pull the train out of the hole. Out of the hole, <laughs> right? Put the train back. All right, Kugan, what do you got? Well, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to burying uh, uh, Jason uh, underground <laughs> and just like, here's a straw, man. 
if he'd do it, the numbers would go through the roof, man. Oh my God, uh, yeah. through the roof. Yeah, yeah. And we have a toy train set. Did he do that? Set, Did he do that? Know? He got buried underground and had a straw yeah, to breathe through? Yeah, he was buried alive. Yeah, he was buried How alive. How long was he under he was, there? Uh, I think like a day or oh, something. What a, it was, what it was, a maroon. How long could you last, do you think? <laughs> Buried underground? Because I'll have the box built now. <laughs> was he in a box or was it dirt on him? For you, I'll do it differently. CGI uh, into a, what's it called? The CAT scan. Yeah, Alan. right? I th as I recall, it was somewhat comfortable, uh, but, but um, coffin-esque. He's Mr. Beast. He's not going to Oh, come on. David Blaine did that. He did that for days. Everybody's making money doing that day. What are we oh, doing? Oh, it was a week. Wrong? Lori tells me it was a week he was buried. A week. Oh, wow. Oh. All right, that's a but different how do, you, how do you, I don't want to go right to it, but how do you uh, and what's re the, release the beast? What's the uh, charity component of that? <laughs> Who's he helping with yeah, that? Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm going to get buried for seven days for Cohen's caskets. And we should start toy. small with illnesses that are almost like leprosy. Stuff that's, that's <laughs> manageable already. And see if we can eradicate it. Like uh, shingles. Just, something that's almost on the way. No, that's still present. Oh. Something that's almost on the way out. Almost on the almost way, way out. out. And we just put the final touches. Yeah, on. right. Occipital headaches. <laughs> what would it be? It's almost on the way out. Charity is help get rid of occipital headaches. Do you not care about charity, David? Go ahead. Tell us more. Yeah, then. well, <laughs> well, a couple things. Couple things. Gibbity toilet. Uh, just to lock that down. Oh my God. Uh, or put the close to the lid. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Uh, has uh, thirty-eight point seven million subscribers. So Kill Gibbity is me doing well. Now. We are getting a toilet. Kill me now. Yeah. <laughs> a guy whose head comes out of a toilet is getting thirty-eight million hits per episode. Yeah. Don't judge Gibbity until and you watch you, it. How do you like create a season arc? <laughs> on a guy whose head is in the toilet. I have a feeling that every week our next episode is about a question asked in the last episode. Like, <laughs> really, no, really? Skibbity toilet. That's our, yeah. ne that's our next episode. Okay. The brainiac behind that. And uh, also, uh, to answer where did Mr. Beast come from, the name was actually auto-generated by his Xbox uh, as Mr. Beast 6000. Oh. And apparently liked it. I guess it worked for him at Halo. And there we go. That's how we have it. All right. All right. Uh, but here's the thing. Since you guys are clearly ignorant of what's going on, the, on the internet. thank you for putting yeah. it sensitively. Uh, I, I have a question for you. Okay. Who is the top person in all social media? Okay. So I, you have a selection here and you have to pick the right. top person across YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, the whole thing. A, Selena Gomez. No. B... Justin Bieber. No. C. Taylor Swift. Yes. D. Cristiano Rolando. Or E. Kanabe Lane. Gotta be Kanabe Lane. I have no idea who it is, but you wouldn't just throw that in. I'm I'm gonna go with Taylor Swift. I'm a Swifty. So uh, Jason is C. Taylor Swift, and Peter, you were going for E. Kanabe Lane. Yeah. Uh, you are both incorrect. It is D. Cristiano Rolando with 897 million followers across all social media platforms. May I add, may I share with whatever part of the world listens to our show my further ignorance and ask you, Wait who a minute. the you don't, hell? Do you really don't know who that is? Just the athlete is... Is he is he a soccer big, player? Big, big He's a big soccer Hello. player. He's the guy. He is a Portuguese professional soccer player who is the captain of the Saudi Pro League club. Uh, uh, signed for how much, David? Do you have the right there? How much he signed him. for? What his contract is? 
I, I do not it's have It's like no. a gazillion. It's more, Why? Mo- it's more money than Mr. Beast Let has. Let me ask you this. Maybe you know or maybe you can speculate. Why do I want to follow Cristiano Ronaldo more than I want to follow Taylor Swift or Selena Gomez? Why? Because it's the biggest sport. In the, it's like the biggest sport in the world. And it's got a billions of followers. And you want to see what he's doing, what he's buying, what he's eating, where he's going? Do I? Not you. <laughs> Not you. You didn't know Mr. Beast. So he didn't get me. I'm the I'm the holdout. Let him come after you. You didn't me. know Ronaldo. You didn't know Mr. Beast. You, know you didn't know the toilet guy. Ronaldo, if you're out there listening, <laughs> let me tell you what it's going to take <laughs> to get me to be a follower. First of all, you have to come do our show. <laughs> That's happening. That's happening. Wow. wow. Yeah, he's the guy. I feel just like Mr. Beast. We made people's lives better today. Did we? Not really. No. Not at all. Thanks, everybody. As another episode of Really No Really comes to a close, I know you're dying to know some crazy YouTube statistics, and I'll be happy to share them with you right after I thank our guest, E.J. Dixon. You can follow her on Instagram and X at E.J. Dixon, and of course her work can be found on rollingstone.com. Find all pertinent links in our show notes. Our little show hangs out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and threads at Really No Really Podcast. And of course, you can share your thoughts and feedback with us online at reallynoreally.com. If you have a really, some amazing fact or story that boggles your mind, share it with us. And if we use it, we will send you a little gift. Nothing life-changing, obviously, but it's the thought that counts. Check out our full episodes on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and tick that bell so you're updated when we release new videos and episodes, which we do each Tuesday. So listen and follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now some mind-blowing stats about YouTube. Every minute of every day, almost 700,000 hours of video gets broadcast on YouTube. That's driven by the more than 500 hours of videos posted to YouTube every minute. There are 15 billion daily views of YouTube Shorts viewed by its 2.49 billion users, who combined are watching more than 1 billion hours of video each day. And the most viewed YouTube video of all time is Pink Fong's Baby Shark Dance, with just shy of 14 billion views. And not to brag or anything, but our podcast, Really No Really, currently has 6,000 YouTube subscribers. So watch out, Pink Fong, move over, Mr. Beast. Jason and Peter are riding your ass. Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
My 18-year-old rescue, Dexter, only eats Lucy Pet Food. Really? Yes, that's because Lucy only uses premium ingredients, and there's 42 essential nutrients packed into every single nugget. Really? Yes. And Lucy Pet Foods are made right here in their own kitchens in the U.S., tested three different times to make sure you're getting the healthiest, safest, and most balanced food for your dog's digestion, energy, coat, gut health, and good solid poops. Dexter has great solid poops. Ah, thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Go to LucyPetFood.com and enter the word really and the number 25, and you'll save 20. 25%. Really? 25. That's really 25. Lucy Pet Food is also available at Chewy and Amazon.